a bit sorrowful, a bit moody, a bit dark, very introspective. Today's R&B artist uses his music to extend a look into his soul while encouraging us to contemplate our own. He's released three interwoven, interconnected albums in the span of only six months, a trilogy reflecting his life. This is an artist that sure doesn't play by the rules, the result of which is something unique and intimate. You're watching The Vocalist Magazine Presents Voice. write about things I don't know. Now, I'm not saying that people can't do that. By all means, people can do whatever they, you know, they want to. But when it comes to what I want to send, send out as a message to the world, I want to be completely honest. So I don't want to ever talk about things that are not real to me because then I'm being fake. Um, and then I'm also just kind of alienating the people that follow me. Right now we're in uh, Anger Inc. So it's a tattoo shop in, in Montreal and it's kind of like uh, my second home at this point. Tattoos in general have been a part of my life for the last two years. Um, they allow me to kind of put out what I am on the inside, on the outside, kind of like music, but this time having it on my body. Um, and the thing I love about tattoos is that they're permanent. So whatever decision you make, it's a decision that you need to be careful of. So whenever I get a tattoo, it has to symbolize something. I think the most meaningful, meaningful one is actually the smallest one, and it's, it's, it's a tattoo here that says 27-9. Um, I'm not getting to exactly the point of the numbers, but it represents uh, the day my mom passed away. And it's a reminder for me of the day that I had to become, in essence, a man, because at that point, suddenly, the world that I knew before was taken away from me, and I had to make a decision. It's either I you know, let that pain consume me and I just fall into darkness, or I kind of take that point in my life as a, as a trigger point where I make a decision to say I want to, to, to be all that I can be and not just do it for myself but also do it for her memory, for who she was. After that point it became a, kind of a, a directive where I needed to make music to save myself. If it wasn't for music at that point, I would have honestly died. In fact, the, there was a point where I actually did choose that path. Um, music allowed me to kind of dig my way out of that darkness because I really was lost and I needed a way to to release that, those feelings. Tell me about music in your childhood. In my childhood, gosh, as a kid, it was Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson, and Michael Jackson. It's because my mom was obsessed with Michael Jackson. Um, so, you know, I couldn't, you know, go a day without hearing Thriller or Bad or, you know, any of those songs. And, you know, Michael Jackson, became key to who I wanted to be as a musician because I would watch his, his, you know, his shows and then you'd see people freak out. Like, he'd sing and people would faint. They'd have to carry people on stretchers out. Like, like, people were freaking out and like, they were emotionally consumed by what he was portraying. And I saw that and I wanted to, to be able to do the same thing, to, to, to make music, but like connect with people in, on that level. But now, at that time, you know, I was a kid, so I just wanted to do it because it was cool. 
you know, but getting older and, and, and seeing how music impacts me and how that message then impacts people, I want to do the same thing where I can give a message of hope and, and you know, believing in your dreams and seeing yourself more than you are without even meeting the person. I know what she wants from me and I just keep on falling for it. Maybe if I stop for a minute then I wouldn't get caught in this web I'm in, but and you, you were born in Nigeria, mm -hmm. and you moved around a lot as a kid, so how has traveling and seeing those places affected you as a person and as a musician? I hated it, because you, you know, you'd meet friends, and then two years later you're like, you know, bye. And this is pre-internet, you know, internet really, right? So this is before you could just go and log into Facebook and say like, hey man, what's going on, right? Like, this is before that. So as a kid, I actually hated moving, moving um, out a lot, but um, as I got older, all those things I saw kind of they still remained with me like uh, the traditions you know like in Nigeria or in France the way people act those were those remained with me it allowed me to kind of see the world in the way it is which is this open diverse multicultural thing so I, as a musician you get to kind of draw from all of that and I think being you know a kid that moved around a lot allowed me to really appreciate all that and kind of add that to my art Lastly, I want to talk about your name. Okay. Tell me how you came up with it and how it represents you as a musician. Okay, well, it's funny because this was probably in university where I was in this group. Well, it was just a duo, actually, and it was called Jasmine's Voice um, because the girl was obsessed with Aladdin, Jasmine, and the, I thought the voice just kind of is always, just kind of just followed me around, and it's kind of become who I am, and I, I just feel like it's, as time has gone on, it's, it's made more and more sense even to me that, you know, the name I chose kind of represents how I see life. You know, I want people to be able to open their mouths and say, this is unjust, this is unfair, we deserve better. You know, like, that's what I want. So if I can be someone that can teach people to use their voice, then I might as well be named Voice.
talk about your albums. Okay. You released three albums in a span of what, like six months? Six, six months, yeah. Okay, yeah. tell me about uh, this, I guess it's an anthology, you call it. Yeah, we're just, well, on one end, absolutely insane, right, to release that many songs. It's actually, so it's, it's 75 songs across three albums. Um, so the, the, the first one's called Alone in the Crowd, Angels, Demons. The second one's called Hidden in Plain Sight, King of the Sandcastle. And the last one's called uh, Lords of Gemini, Somewhere Between Worlds. And it's all part of this thing we call the, the voice trilogy. And we released them in such a short amount of time because they really are one giant album that tells my life in between 2010 and the beginning of 2016. It's really who I've been, who I was, and who I am. And me reaching a point where I realized that I needed to put a finality to that so that I can move on with myself. I need to, I to hate you. 
tell me about how you met Suki and how he compliments your music. Apart from, you know, a musician, I was really heavily involved in the gaming industry um, from a gaming media perspective. That's a different world. But that's actually how I met Jess. You know, we used to work on, the, on a gaming show together. Sooks was our uh, videographer, cinematographer for our uh, Montreal Comic-Con shoots. Um, but yeah, after a while, uh, I invited um, Steve, voice, to some of my shows, because I'm a musician. I've been doing this since before I could walk or talk. And so eventually, we became really good friends, and I invited him to one of my shows. He was all like, probably like, damn! And I was like, damn! What? You know, like, it was just so good. And I just knew I wanted to work with her. And so thus we have. And now we're collaborating, which is amazing. I'm very excited. He's super talented. And Sook's um, is strange because I was working on a song with this person who's really heavily involved in, in uh, as a gaming voice actor and, and acting in general. So I did the song with him, and then it turned out that Sook's had produced it. Sook's reached out to me. He said, you want to work on a song together? And I just said, hell yeah, because what you did before was amazing. You know, you meet many different talented people. Um, many different singers or um, people who can reach all ranges. But for myself, you know, as a producer, I like to flood a lot of my emotions, a lot of my own problems or things into the actual, into the actual beat. And whenever I'd send him these tracks, he would counter it with full of his own emotion, a lot of his own true experiences. And, it was just real, honest music. It wasn't trying to be anything. It wasn't trying to be this genre or that genre. It was just real, raw music. So that's the most enjoyable type of music as a producer you'd want to be a part of. I, I, need, I need some listen to God. important for you to step away from convention. What exactly does that mean and how do you do that? I mean, just don't limit myself. You know, like, uh, for example, right now, there's certain, certain genres of music that are popular and they're happening and people will reach out to me and, go, and they'll go like, hey man, I got a hit song for us, let's do it. The second I hear the word hit song, I'm instantly turned off. Because I'm like, you're thinking completely in the direction that I don't think in. I don't think in that regard. Like, I don't care if it's a hit song or not. I want to make a song that is meaningful. Um, so I don't do songs just because it's going to be the hit of the moment. I'll do a song because it's what needs to happen from an emotional perspective, and that's it only.
So, Voice, ultimately, do you like being a musician? I love it. I think it's it's more than just liking it. It's it's who I need to be. Um, I think without music, I'm lost. I think I still have a lot of growing up to do in the sense that I identify myself with my music. I need to learn how to identify myself outside of it as well. But I think the hardest thing in music is honestly visibility, trying to be seen. I think we live in a world, especially with social media, where everyone is a musician. Yeah. Everyone can put out music. Um, and it's hard to, to, to be seen in that sea. Um, so I think it's a it's something that everyone has to work on actually in today's world, where suddenly with a with a digital, a digitally driven market, you need to really distinguish who you are by, and I do that honestly by just being completely honest with myself and just being so transparent on you know Instagram, Snapchat, you know I don't shy away from who I am, and I think people relate to that and they see that there's a real person behind the music. I've been thinking about you for days. I miss your face. Can't see it no more Except in my dreams And you've done a lot of collaborations, you know, with Suki, Jess Abrin. Uh, is there someone that you haven't done a collaboration with that you would like to? I always wanted to do a collaboration with Michael Jackson, but that's not going to happen. Um, but you know what? Honestly, I would love to do a song with, uh, I know it's going to sound strange, but Eminem. Just because I feel like his music taught me how to make uh, music where you you transport yourself into your your world into the art and you kind of give people more souls of who you are uh, and I, I would love to make a song with him because he's that kind of person as well and I just, it'd just be like making a song with your mentor even though this mentor doesn't know who I am what are you working on right now new projects in the works so there's a lot of uh, things in the works I can't actually talk about but the one thing I can talk about is so me and Jess Abram are actually working on a collaborative project together um, it's after we did the song um, on uh, Lord of Gemini called uh, Last Train to Nowhere. I really wanted to make more songs with her because I feel that she brought out something else in me that I didn't know was there. And her style is just, again, she's one of those really unique artists that has a unique sound and, and, and talks about unique things. And I want to kind of learn from her in essence, right? So I think putting our two worlds together really benefits the both of us. Um, it's going to be very, uh, from her perspective, will be more acoustic. Um, and in my perspective, be more piano, but I really want to kind of just bridge those two sounds and then our, you know, our voices and what we talk about together because it just does something um, beautiful. What's the biggest life lesson that you've learned that you would give to other musicians? The biggest life lesson is be honest, you know, don't be something that you're not. Don't just pursue something because it's working. You know, just because something works for Drake doesn't mean you need to just do that. Don't copy, because you copy, you're not pioneering. You're just imitating, and sure, imitation is, is the greatest flattery, but you're not doing anything for yourself. Um, I'm not saying people like Drake are not amazing, they're really talented artists, but they're themselves, and they made it, you know, being themselves. And, you know, why should you go copy a formula when you can create your own? Yeah. And now this is kind of a loaded question, but what's the next chapter or the next trilogy for voice? I don't even know, you know. Um, I think now I'm in a position where I'm, I'm more seen. And I'm starting to see where there's... I can see where it can be difficult, where it gets hard. Um, I actually have a hard time putting a bridge between myself and, and the world that surrounds me. Because there are moments where I'm actually... I feel so vulnerable because I'm out there. And I feel that 
you know, people can reach out, reach out to me all the time that I need to learn how to disconnect a little bit from my own sanity. Um, so I think that's gonna be the next, the next chapter we'll be talking about, you know, now that you are in this music industry that you've wanted to be part of for so long, how do you handle that reality? Just one more.